Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Shane Hewitt. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night program. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right now. There's been so uh, much news this fall about travel. We get excited, don't we? We get really excited when we hear, you know, instant screenings for international travelers coming into Calgary as a pilot project. We hear um, exciting news when they say, oh, maybe open up the border. You can fly places. You just got to quarantine. There's so much more going on than just that. And there's a large segment of Canadians that typically get the hell out of Dodge at this time of year. My parents used to be part of that group. They're not going anywhere this year, but they have some ideas on what they can do. Travelers will travel. I think that's a safe statement. And joining me uh, to, to chat about this uh, is Natalie Preddy, TV travel and lifestyle expert. Now, uh, Natalie, it, it seems to be the case that you traveler people are itchy to get out of here. I am so itchy. This I cannot believe that I don't have a trip planned. Um, I know COVID, I, I missed a whole bunch, but it just feels not right to to be sitting at home for so long. You travel people are funny ones because I always get excited um, to speak about the trips you have coming. And I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured out, you travel people, if you <laughs> love to travel and see new things or if yeah. you just like to plan your future. Because I think it could go either way. It could go either way. It could. Ah, you're right. It's a little bit of both, I think. I mean, it's cool when you get there and you're like, yes, I did it. But yeah, planning, I think, is is half the adventure. Okay, let's be honest. Like, how many spreadsheets do you keep close by all the time? Because I think it's a, I think it's a linear thinking, certainty planning thing. Do you, are you a spreadsheet fan? I, you know what? I'm not. My husband is. So oh, I've, I've left the spreadsheets to him. Uh, he would put me to shame on Microsoft Excel. So I don't even bother anymore. Oh. I have, uh, but I know what's in, I've got my list in my head. Um, I, I know what I'd like. I know what I don't like. And that changes uh, over the years when I think back about, you know, my backpacking days and, and where I, where I, you know, found a bed to sleep in Southeast Asia 10 years ago. It's, I mean, it's completely different to what I do now. So my tastes change. Uh, and uh, I, yeah. So I'd, I'd like to stay away from the, from the spreadsheet. <laughs> if you could plan, I guess there goes that theory, but if you could plan um, <laughs> one place to go today, I'm assuming you haven't traveled in, in six or seven months, really. Oh, um, no. What's the first place? No holds barred, no cost, no worry, no nothing. Like there's no COVID all of a sudden, you know, here's mm. your anti-COVID stick. Bing. Um, where would you go? Okay. That's a good question. I've had that one a lot. So I'm, I'm going to be honest. My first, my first trip would be to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> I want to go sit on a beach yep. with the beautiful crystal clean blue waters and have a cocktail. That's what I want to do. I want to swim in the ocean. I want to be warm. I want, that's what I want. That sounds that's beautiful. Sounds like a fantastic thing. Now we're, we're going to be a ways away from that kind of travel. In yeah. some countries you could, you used to, at least it's changed now again with Europe, but you you can still go. I mean, you can yeah. actually get on a plane and go. Like, if you want to Absolutely. go to Cancun today, you can do that. Jamaica was open for business last I heard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you're going to have to quarantine when you come back, and you might not have any help when you're there. What's the status of those kinds of trips? Okay, so again, um, those change daily <laughs> as to what you know what's available. France and Germany, for instance, locked down today. 
um, they have put all of the restrictions back in place. You cannot just um, show up and hang out like you could even two weeks ago. Um, Jamaica has a um, a COVID corridor <laughs> of certain places that you can go. Um, you're, you will still, depending on where you go, there will be different things that you need when you arrive. So you'll need, some places will say you have to have a COVID test before you even arrive. Some will um, give you a COVID test when you arrive. Um, some will just take your temperature. So it really changes depending on where you, where you want to go. Uh, but regardless, when you come back, you are quarantining for 14 days. And I don't know many people who have that type of holiday where they can go to Cancun for a week, uh, and, uh, then come back and have another two weeks off to, to hang out at home. But, you know, there are lots of work abroad programs right now. So um, a lot in the Caribbean, uh, Mauritius just announced one. If you can work remotely, you can you can get up, get your COVID test uh, and then go there for the next year or so. Barbados is another one. And you can work and travel freely without um, contact tracing or anything like that uh, in any of those countries. It's a it's an interesting notion, and I'll be honest. I thought about it with the show. I thought, well, I mean, if I could do the show from an island in the Caribbean yeah, and absolutely. and get away with it, at what point would I shift to no longer talking about Canadian things? Right? <laughs> like, what'd you get up to today? You know, I sat on the beach and went fishing. Um, I think there's a point where I would get disconnected. But for everybody else in the office job, I mean, that sounds like an incredible invite. There's a there's a whole segment of people though that go south, and I. I hate to generalize it, but it's kind of like this. Ontario folks typically go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba folks typically go to um, Arizona or yep. Palm Springs. Um, and, and then there's a, a chunk of folks that would go to Mexico and so on. Um, BC people have great weather all year round. And mm-hmm. the, the, the West Coast people anyway are sort of seeing the benefits of the snowbirds. Um, insurance is a problem, especially if you're older, right? Like you can't get in some cases, life insurance and health insurance if you're traveling during these COVID times, hey? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, especially, you know, we see a lot of older people who are the snowbirds uh, traveling south uh, and, you know, they have pre-existing conditions. Um, so when it comes to things like COVID, it's hard, it is, it's hard to to be uh, insured for that. A lot of places um, will no longer insure you. Some countries are actually offering to pay for insurance, to pay your insurance fees to get people down to their countries. Um, but I mean, especially if you're looking at heading down to the States, I mean, that's expensive uh, as it is. Um, the small print may not cover it because COVID is existing already. Um, and then when you get down there, a lot of the hospitals are going to be are packed, especially in place hotspots like Florida and Arizona. Um, you know, they're already have ICU beds filled, they're running out of ventilators. So you're you're dealing with actual, yes, paper money insurance, but you know, you also have the overall um thought of the, you know the concept of of ensuring that you will not get into, you know, have to go to hospital. Um, you know, you're hoping that you will stay well. So you know, I think there are a lot of factors um, around insurance when it comes to to traveling south this winter. I have a friend who was considering it, and the options that he was looking at was for him and his his wife to go to Arizona. And the thought was, is how much is it for a charter to private plane charter home if I need to? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. gamble. And it was cheaper for him to um, 
have enough cash set aside for a private plane home than it was yep. the prospect of going into a hospital. Makes sense. Right. And you hear, <laughs> you hear this from time to time when someone has a heart attack or, or a severe break or something like that, that it's just cheaper to rent a charter and go home. And yep. then it is to stay in the hospital. You'd be home that day. Um, you'd have to quarantine as soon as you got home anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I mean, that's an expensive nut at $10,000 an hour um, when you're flying for three or four hours. Absolutely. And, and I mean, when it comes to, so, and when you get back to, um, uh, for Ontario, for instance, um, OHIP would not necessarily cover you because you got sick outside of Ontario. So when it comes to even government healthcare, you need to look at what is covered then. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not as familiar with it out West, and I probably should be. Um, but I know specifically in Ontario, you know, there are there are some, there's small print there as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you really need to make sure that, okay, if I'm if I get sick there, and I do get that charter home, am I going to get the care I need when I get home, you know, and paid for by the government. So, you know, it's like I said, there are just so many factors that you that you need to to think about. But also, some people have homes down there, right? In in Arizona and Florida, so they're looking at um, sustaining those homes while they're up here all winter, and they're not down there. You know, they have to think about security for those homes, about the bills for those homes, about um, you know maintaining those properties as well. So, I mean, regardless, if you own a property down there, it's it's expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. And really expensive when you're not using it. Exactly. That's exactly. For sure. At least it feels that way. Um, <laughs> snowbirds though, heading West. Yes. That's an exciting idea. Probably a little bit more difficult if you're in Ontario, because I can't think of any places where you could really go camping all year mm-hmm. round. Um, no. You, right. Like in, you're going to get hit with a dose of winter, no matter where you go. Um, my folks did that a couple of years ago with health insurance being high, instead went to Vancouver Island and, and went camping out there. Now we have family and friends out there. So we, we used to live out there. So that's a little bit of a connection for us, but the snowbirds, they, they're tra- That's why I say travelers will travel, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. And we are seeing a lot of people heading out West from Ontario, from the East coast that would head down, you know, the um, Atlantic provinces also head down to, to Florida and um, the East coast. And we see them heading out West as well, you know, so we're going to see, um, an increase of people out there, which is great because I know um, there weren't any cruise ships going into uh, the West Coast. Uh, tourism was hit really hard. I mean, everywhere, uh, but specifically um, on the in Vancouver Island. So this is actually really great for the province and really great for that area, boosting the tourism, um, getting those dollars back into the economy out there. So I think it's actually going to be a pretty good winter um, economically for for British Columbia. And it's wet, but it's pretty awesome. I mean, the grass stays green, so that's that's always it, nice. Exactly. It's not minus a million like it is here or yeah. there in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's finally nice here. I mean, we've had so much snow so far in October. It's mind-blowing. Um, so the idea of can I get out of here is um, is a really nice idea, I got to <laughs> tell you. Um, one of our one of our team members here on the show, his name was Chris. Uh, him and his partner just moved to Japan. And so he got, he had his uh, COVID test and, uh, privately paid for so we could get the printout and the, and the, uh, and off and go 72 hours for Japan. And part of me was like, oh man, can't we do that too? (laughs) Just to get out of here. Oh, geez. That would, that would, I actually, you know, I'm, 
I'm worried and I've heard a lot of people start to talk about it. What am I going to do this winter? Because there's a lot of, you know, people that are worried about their mental health as well. You know, that break of sunshine, having a vacation planned is huge for your mental health, you know, something to look forward to, but also that dose of sunshine, um, you know, people who suffer from sad have to do or often do light therapy. So a, a week away in the sun, getting all that vitamin D really, really helps them. So a lot of people are saying, hey, what am I going to do this year? I have nowhere to go. I am going to be literally stuck inside. What are my options? So I think a lot of people are looking for what, you know, what can I do can I go anywhere? Keeping their eye on on Europe. I know previously a lot of people were going to Europe. We've been, of course, put on the list. Um, we are no longer <laughs> we're on the naughty list, e- man. The EU. Yeah. Um, but but even then, you need to look at um, uh, countries specifically. So, you know, Portugal might let you in. Spain may let you in. But it's something you need to to look at in advance. See if that's something that you want to do. Again insurance will you have insurance if something happens and you need to get home it's going to be a little more expensive to fly from spain to to home on your chartered uh jet so (laughs) so you know it's really it's it's tough it's a really tough time i think it's going to be a tough winter for for a lot of people yeah i absolutely agree um it's it is the creation is there, though. People are still creating and traveling, and, and it was one of those oh, interesting totally. notions when someone said on the show, I guess we're actually going to have to spend a little time getting to know our partners and our homes <laughs> and maybe get to the point where we actually like where we live. So, yep. you know, that, yep. I mean, that's that can be a thing, too. Quickly, though, uh, do you think cruising is ever going to really come back the way it was? Or are uh, cruisers going to just do cruises because that's what they love to do? I think cruisers will be cruisers. Um, I think if anyone was on the fence previously, this has pushed them onto the I'm never going on a cruise again side. Uh, I feel like, you know, cruises always kind of suffered um, when it came to hygiene and cleanliness. Anyway, you know, if someone got sick, the whole ship was quarantined. So you just add a pandemic to that. And I think that most people will be are staying off the cruise ships that being said you know last i checked they're still selling out some cruises going out of the states are still selling out so i think there are people who love them and are addicted to them and will forever do them no matter what i can't imagine being in a closed space with strangers that that tightly for a long period of time today it's funny how it changes all of our thought process and as a guy who loves palm trees and coconuts (laughs) man oh man i um i uh I'm excited to go, but weary um, and concerned at the same time. Um, Hopefully, though. Hopefully soon. Thank you so much for the time. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. All right. You guys up for some Are You OKs? We have some time here. Let's do it. Should we do it? Hey, you know, I've uh, checked my watch here, and I think it's time. All right. You have a watch? uh, No, I actually have. uh, It's more tattoos than a watch. It's like an imaginary watch. It's an imaginary watch. All right. Uh, are you okay? Are you okay with exotic underwear? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sir. I didn't peek ahead to these, so uh, yeah, I'm okay. You're okay with it? I, I'm okay, okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Express yourself. Yeah. I'm, Where I'm, are your your exotic gitches? I'm. I'm. 
I'm okay. I'm not. I wouldn't wear exotic underwear, but I'm okay with exotic underwear on other folks. If you get my there drift. Fair enough. I get your drift. All right. Yep. All right. I say yeah. give her. I mean, hey, you get to wear one under your pants, whatever you want to mm-hmm. wear. Whatever that is, make yourself happy. You give her. Um, Joe Exotic, who's in jail but still selling stuff, is launching an underwear collection from behind bars. Boxer briefs are part of Joe's revenge collection um, with streetwear brands O'Dangerous. Now, here's the promo ad for Tiger King underwear. Hi, I'm Joe Exotic with Joe Exotic TV. Are you tired of seeing your husband, boyfriend, fiance in those nasty tidy whities or them droopy boxer drawers? Have I got the product for you today. Jazz them up and get them on your wild side with exclusive Tiger King underwear. You can get these at shoptigerking.com. 100% of the sales go to help the animals of rescues and rehomes. So get your boyfriend and your husband on your wild side and get them some Tiger King underwear today. Okay, now. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Sell it, sell it, sell it. Okay, so now, uh, you remember Carol Baskin? She was the other the other tiger lady? I believe uh, so. I have not the, seen one second of this show, by the way. No. Me you neither. Need to watch Me this neither. show. You both need to watch this show. It is worth it. So, now, there there is a new line of Tiger King underwear that's come out since all of that happened. And um, it's called Caskin Bask- Casket Baskin. So it alleges, because uh, Joe Exotic has always alleged that Carol Baskin killed her husband, right? And so now you can get underwear uh, that um, represents Casket Baskin underwear as he's trying to basically make um, briefs uh and part of the revenge line of underwear to still get back at this lady who is free in the world. And he's choked about that clearly because he thinks that she killed her husband and fed him to the tigers. Meanwhile, he was the guy that ended up in jail for a long list of reasons. Did that make any sense? Yeah. Like even, even as from my perspective, having not seen this show and I'm sure I'm with many folks out there in radio land, but that made it sort of ties into the sort of the earlier soap opera kind of dialogue. It does. It does actually tie into yep. the earlier soap opera. Anyway, Carol Baskin has um, has filed a cease and desist. Clearly, she does not want these casket Baskin underwear to be out there and be sold. So we will see what comes next in all of the courts and all of the things with casket Baskin underwear uh, that Joe Exotic is selling in an effort to make more money and. Um, and uh, it's really kind of, it's like, I'm surprised Baskin and Robbins isn't the one who's really suing him because he mocks, he's like blood <laughs> ice cream, really, is kind of what it is um, that's getting sued over. So anyway, that's the story about what's happening with these people. And in case you missed it, Carol Baskin, so much, um, uh, is so popular from this, she was actually on Dancing with the Stars. So that's, that's what happens. That's entertainment, man. You know you've made it. When you make it to Dancing with the Stars. Speaking of underwear, uh, Brian on the text line says, I've been wearing exotic underwear for years. I just wear them till I only have the waistband left. Oh, dear. (laughs) 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 All right. That's a picture. Visualize that, everybody. 877-399-9898. Are you okay? 
This is a serious one, actually. Are you okay with drafting a bully NHL draft? Um, I mean, it, if you can use the bullying in a sports context to be like an enforcer or a goon, right. that maybe that's more of like a, I wouldn't say a healthy sort of way to get all of that out, but it, would be, it would be better than doing, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, shitty things in your real life to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I mean, well, I'm just going to get to the story because this is a serious story. And I'm really curious your thoughts on this. Arizona Coyotes, um, they drafted uh, an 18-year-old defenseman, Mitchell Miller, in the draft. And he was taken in the fourth round of the draft. And now it's come to the surface that Miller had a history of bullying and assaulting. Um, There's a, a guy by the name of Isaiah Meyer Crothers. Uh, he's a black classmate with developmental disabilities in 2016. Now, the Coyotes initially told the Arizona Republic that they were aware of the history and uh, they want to be part of the solution in this scenario to combat bullying and racism. They thought, OK, this was sort of um, an opportunity uh, and they drafted him anyway. This is what it sounded like when they drafted him. This is kind of his draft pick. The Arizona Coyotes are proud to select from Tri-City of the USHL, Mitchell Miller. I would definitely say it's a huge uh, part of my life, kind of an exciting moment for me growing up. It's kind of your thing you think about as a little kid and being able to have my family here as support. They've been through it all, so it was awesome. I'd love to be in Montreal for the draft right now, but I think just kind of being here, like the coach and everyone gave us a full experience here, like seeing on the Jumbotron, having your family here, I had an awesome time here. Very special player as far as uh, high-end offensive ability. Um, you know, I, I thought his two years in the USHL, he'd grown dramatically from one year one to year two. You know, he possesses some ability that can uh, see the ice very well on breakouts, but also on power play, uh, puck movement, and uh, the scoring ability on that side of it. It's nice to see him get uh, get drafted by Arizona. You know, Mitchell was their first pick in this year's draft, and, uh, you know, it, it speaks loudly and uh, about what they think of Mitchell. Okay. So here's the question for you, and I'm just going to go over some dates here. Let me be clear. Bullying is not okay. I still think bullying is rampant in many aspects of our lives. Um, And this young man, uh, Isaiah Meyer Crothers, no one has contested that this happened. Um, It was uh, four years ago, and he's a a developmental disability guy, and... uh, he was black. And I think the only reason why that matters is because the bullying was both uh, of a racial nature plus development in nature, according to the articles and the stories. But here's the thing. This is a guy that's worked hard. He's in the NHL. And it's four years later. Are you telling me that when you were 14 years old, you didn't do something stupid? His career, he's been renounced. He got drafted into the NHL, a place where most people will never, ever even get a sniff at. And they've now renounced his pick over something that happened four years ago when he was 14. Yeah. And I think Arizona had sort of the mindset, like what it said in the story there, where they drafted him uh, to help in his development, you know, not just to become a better player, but to become a better person. Uh, so when I heard when I heard this story, because I heard that story a while back, and so when I heard this story today, my first my first thought was, okay, you knew about this already, 
Yeah. Uh, what type of details did you need to discover to make it so bad that you need to take this guy's future? Because this is his future away from him. So Four years ago. Jason, four years ago, you were 21. Yeah. Right? Like, what a difference that mm -hmm. makes. Four years ago, I was nowhere near the same person. Do you know, four years ago, I had never done talk radio. Like, we are different people. Four years ago, Matt was just getting into this job. Right? Like, into his career in technical operations. So, four years is an incredibly long time. And I, it does not excuse the behavior. Nope. It doesn't, but it's four years. At what point do the pitchforks and the burning torches go away here? Like this cancel culture idea that 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 has a say four years later. Now, if there's evidence that this has continued, sure. If there's evidence that the, the pattern of behavior has moved forward beyond this one instance in 2016, sure. Do I think Mr. Miller has an awful lot of making up to do for, um, for Isaiah? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. now he is marked, man. And I find that so disturbing. Now, if his behavior is continued, then fine, screw him. He's out. But I just, I don't get it. I'm not okay with it. Four years ago. Yeah, what, what's crazy about this too is... You, you have to you have to realize that like this cancel this cancel culture uh, movement is heading towards in a direction where no one could get a second chance anymore. So oh. if I made a mistake while I was 21 or when I was like 18 years old, I made a like, you know, a bad mistake for me to think about it now. Like, OK, a mistake that I made in the past can affect everything that I'm going to do moving forward. Yeah, that's a that's a crappy feeling. And he was 14 years old when he did this. Obviously, like you said, there's no excuse to this at all but he was a kid he doesn't he doesn't even like there's things when you're 14 that you don't even know about yet you don't know how to drive yet at 14 nope right so so no excuses for him but this this sucks for him and his future and his family as well who were probably you know super excited for him to get drafted that night his, yep. his mom his dad must have been so proud of him and um for him to for this to just get wiped away just because of something that resurfaced from his past it's sucky now, that being said, I will, I will give the story this. If there's more information to this that has not been shared, then I will walk that back. But based on the information that we know, uh, that's got to be where it sits with me. Uh, Jason, you have some info on that? Yeah, so um, just just uh, to give this uh, story some more context. So he was taken by the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, the Arizona Coyotes um, um, are taking a lot of heat. Um, for the way they handled this. Um, and this comes from, uh, Sports Illustrated, um, writer Ken Campbell. I'll just read this part because this, uh, this actually makes a lot of sense. It says, he says here, the worst part of, of this is there are no winners here. Perhaps the mayor, Crothers family, and the young Isaiah have received a small measure of justice, but the scars that came from his treatment will be with him forever. And please don't bombard, bombard me with abuse for saying this, but I feel sorry for Mitchell Miller. I really do. I lament the fact that his moral compass was so askew as a 14-year-old that he didn't realize what he was doing was so wrong and that if it's indeed true that he has not shown remorse, it still is. And I sympathize that he has had his dr dream of being drafted by an, N by an NHL team taken away from him. Regardless of what you think of him, that's sad. It would have been far, far better if he had gone through the draft without being taken and developed over the next four years at the University of North Dakota. 
That way, when he graduated as an undrafted free agent at the age of 22, the NHL would have had a much better idea whether he was truly remorseful for what he did and had changed. And again, that comes from Ken Campbell of Sports Illustrated. And uh, to Doug's point, you texted in, um, he only gave a written apology and showed no remorse. Uh, thanks, Doug, for the text. Let's go to uh, Calgary and say hey to Josie. Hey, Josie. Good day. How are you doing? Good. We're short on time, brother, but share your thought. Okay, well, uh, I think you're on the wrong side of this uh, okay. for two reasons. Uh, okay. you, you've kind of touched br- briefly on them. The first one is you say it happened when he was 14. Well, yeah. actually, it happened over a two-year period. Yeah, it was. It wasn't just a couple of events. It was a an my understanding thing was, for two years. My understanding was it happened that it didn't happen beyond 14. So if it did, then absolutely. Sorry, continue. The stories that well, the stories I've been reading is from fourteen to sixteen, but I was we'll leave that behind. Sure, no, it's a good point. The situation in Arizona, it was a cluster. There was not a lot of communication going on, and I admire them for wanting to try to, you know, give this kid a chance to reform himself. But the thing is, while he took the time to send off an apology letter to thirty-one NHL teams, he is yet to apologize to. Isaiah or his family. He has not shown genuine contrition. Well, no, I, I get that, that part, but there is we do, there is another article that says he was he did send an apology to it. So it seems to be that the facts are are certainly in the air. Regardless, though, Josie, I I do agree with you. I do agree that this should not have happened. It's terrible, and and I agree. Part of me says that there's no way that a guy should get drafted into if you can't behave like a professional. There's no way that you should be able to be there. Well, you know, America is the land of uh, first first chances, second chances, third chances, and 120 second chances. So we can't write this kid off, you know, forever. But yeah. for right now, I think Phoenix did the right thing. But uh, as as uh, that that columnist said, you know, let him let him do four years of college, and then we'll reevaluate him when he's 22. Yeah, and you know what? I cannot disagree with that, Josie. Those are all very, very valid points. Uh, just I find it very, very scary that if it, if it as reported as I understood it, was four years ago, um, that's not okay either. Um, but if it mm-hmm. went on till sixteen, then I would, I think that then I would say, you know what, Josie, you're probably right. Make him go to college. Make him prove himself. Absolutely. There are no winners. I think we all agree there. Hey. Absolutely. Yes, there are no winners here, but yeah. there could be. I mean, if, if this kid gets the apology and, and you know, he can get move on with his life, and same with the player. If, if, if he can, you know, genuinely, you know, come to grips with, with what, you know, what he did was wrong and come out of this a better human being, then maybe there can be some winners. Thank you, Josie. Have a great night. Appreciate the call. Thank you. You too. Uh, amazing points. Well thought out. I absolutely uh, love the comments and conversations. Thank you, Josie, and uh, for all the information on this incredibly uh, disturbing story. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio.